Connecting. Oh, look at that. Share to Twitter. Why is it called that? Title. No. In episode. Bean coming? I don't know. Oh, what the fuck? There. Hey, hello, David Garvin. We, we just started here. We're just getting set up. <laughs> we haven't done this in a long time. I haven't gone live in a while, so. I'm um, just trying to get this link out. We live. I don't know if you heard, but they were just interviewing Luke Shen and, uh, I know he didn't mean it the way that he said it, but he's like, I never got to play for a successful Leaf team, and I chuckled out loud. Aww. Yeah, it's crazy to think that they were only, you know, Riley and Luke Shin were only teammates for one day. It kind of feels like Riley played with Luke Shin, you know, just thinking of that era and point in time. But yeah, blast from the past. Number two, baby, is back. Yeah, and uh, getting a quick work, he was trying to, I mean, not clear the net, but that after the whistle, giving a couple shoves to uh, Huberto was definitely exactly what you want. Yeah, exactly. Huberto was right on top of the puck there, and everyone's jamming away at it. But hey, no other than Luke Shin getting right in there, being like, no, okay, this is my role on the team. Might as well use my size and give Hubie a good couple pushes. Oh, yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, Leafs coming out of the first period down a goal and a rough night last night against the Oilers. I mean, uh, do we want to touch on that? We've got questions from last night. I think we can maybe finish with those. But, uh, man, Connor is quite the star, eh? Yeah, you honestly, at this point in time, we're comparing every record to Gretzky's record. So... It's just goes to show like it's not even a single goal streak anymore. It's like two two goals a game streak or something ridiculous at this point. And we called it, you know, off season. Um pretty much saying um Sid did it himself, saying, um, I'm gonna score fifty next year and then he goes out and does it. Connor McDavid wanted to work on his two way game in previous years and now realizes, hey, I can score as well. And he said it to himself in the off season and damn, like who had any doubts, honestly? Yeah. And, uh, David, uh, here on, uh, sorry, on YouTube, just trying to catch up with all the screens I got going here. Um, as I was saying to a coworker today, the Leafs lost to Connor McDavid last night. Yeah. Honestly, watching that, it's very evident that McDavid and Drysaddle run that team. Like it's the way they're built. I get it. But man, Drysaddle is, is like Marner can just find anyone anywhere with a pass, uh, makes anybody look 10 times better than they are. And when your partner's McDavid for part of that time, it's just, it's insane. Those two are nuts. Yeah, I'm just thankful that our buds get to practice with these guys in the off season. Like, whenever I saw Matthews on the ice, I just kept thinking, like, okay, remember those di- in those summer days where you trained together? <laughs> like, utilize those skills. You kind of have the one up on him in a sense, and 
I had high hopes, especially Leafs coming off February perfect on the PK. Um, the coaching staff um, being what was the award that they won? Uh, coaching Johnny? staff of the month, which I didn't yes. know was a thing that the coaches association hands out every month. So we'll have to watch for that because, I mean, to my knowledge, the Leafs have never won it, but I've never I been checking. I didn't know it was a thing. Right? I didn't know it was a thing. Is That's pretty bad. But yeah, no, you you got to give the Oilers credit though. And last night, Ekholm obviously showing the way that he was the perfect pickup for them and getting rid of Tyson Berry, man, like what a difference. And we know that he disappointed in Toronto. You send him to Edmonton and kind of hope, you know, how else can you help this high offensive scoring team by adding more of offense but no (laughs) this is that was literally kind of putting them in a hole in a sense because no one was there on d so they were scoring their way out of their problems but it's biting them biting them back in the ass later on when the goaltending isn't there to save the day yeah and honestly i think tyson berry will do well in nashville they're a team that has always had an offensive defenseman and now that they're kind of moving people around and reshaping the team i think he's a good one to move forward with um but yeah Ekholm just immediately made a difference there and it it kind of reminded me how much money they're paying darnell nurse to uh have to solve a lot of problems for him yeah right but um darnell- we have our own i mean we can get to it but it's it's kind of like you know we're paying riley quite a bit of money to have to trade for four new defensemen so that's right but with all of our new defenders three, three. we're only at 6.9 was it uh, mil altogether so with the sandine trade and everything that goes with that you know the moves that dubis made to be able to activate murray in time and still being under the cap it's impressive yeah honestly it is um i think the last thing is does he make a move for a goalie tomorrow and um if you would like to tune in inside the rink, we're going to be doing a, uh, a trade deadline day. I last minute, I'm going to be available to join them. So from uh, two nice. to four o'clock, we'll be live covering everything that happens. If anything happens in the last little bit, I know most moves have already gone down, but um, yeah. Do we think Dubas is going to go for a goaltender? I think that's the biggest question because I mean, Sammy's had some rough games. Yeah. Everybody's adjusting to a new lineup and you know murray's hurt do we do we think they need help or is it just let's cross our fingers and hope that everybody's healthy and back on their game by uh, april just to be realistic and tap into the minds of management and dubis honestly i do not think a goaltender is in the future for them i think they're sticking with wall as their third string and hoping to activate murray this week or next week hopefully and i don't know i i don't mind right wall is coming off being named the ahl's top goaltender um murray obviously we want that um proven you know, he's a winner, right? He's a winner. He's a Stanley Cup champion. And we want to see that um, going into the playoffs. I don't think Dubas is going to give up on him just yet. Like, we brought him for this purpose. Why give up on that, like, literally one month before the playoffs? Like, I really think Dubas needs to see this out for himself as well. Plus, he's a Sioux. Yeah. Sioux Greyhound. (laughs) 
The ones that are available, uh, or I mean, at least that are being talked about, Thatcher Demko and UC Soros have been whispered about. Um, between the two of them, I would much rather UC Soros. I know the price would probably be higher, but uh, I just, if it's one or the other, just because Vancouver's had a rough time, I think Demko, because he's got more playoff experience than Soros has, um, maybe people would lean towards, but just because of how rough Vancouver's had the last couple of years, I just, he's got to break out of quite the funk and I don't know how quickly a goalie can do that. Like we talk about how much it's a head game coming off of a team where you're getting jerseys thrown on the ice and you've gone through so many coaches and so much uh, just limbo with the team. I don't know. I wouldn't touch anybody from there right now. Not, I mean, yeah. Luke Shen aside. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, the human eraser, see... as apparently he's called. Apparently. But I don't see Nashville letting go of Soros. Uh, I don't either. He is the guy for them. Pecorine is retired. He has a statue in front of the building. Soros is the only guy left, unless you go with Lankinen. Uh He's obviously a rookie coming into this league. I think he's second year now. And he's... He's doing well, I'm sure, but Soros is the big name for them, and I can't see them immediately going with Lankanen over Soros and getting rid of Soros. Or I might be wrong. There might be another name in the mix. I don't follow Nashville too closely, but seems improbable. Yeah, I just feel like they're doing more of a retooling than a rebuild. Like, I mean, they didn't trade Ekholm for picks. They traded him for Tyson Berry, right? So they're trying to bring some new faces in to see if they can uh, change up the results because they're kind of like the Leafs where they can get into the playoffs, but they don't seem to be able to get out of the first or second round. Yeah. And speaking of the Leafs, right, we say goodbye to Sandman and Pierre Ingvall this week. Which... Oh, sad draft. Yeah, it hurts. All we did was acquire, acquire, acquire. So the time has come where we have to say our sad goodbyes to our beloved, you know, leaves who were brought up in our system. So the it Swedes. especially hurts. Yeah, the Swedes, right? And of course, we had the video of them saying their final goodbyes, which just, <laughs> just, yeah, shoots you right through the heart there. But you know, big opportunity for Sandine coming up. Um, Carlson's still on IR. He immediately takes over pow- the first power play unit. Um, I'm excited for him and this opportunity. And even Pierre Ingvall on that first line. And tonight he was rotating out of power play one and slotted in the first or the second power play unit. Really? Man. Yeah. Yeah. Playing with uh, Bo Horvat and Anders Lee on the first line. Him. I mean, if yeah. they if they see the potential, like it's there, like we've always said, he just needs the minutes and there's no way he's going to get them on Toronto. So and w- like with Sandine, I've talked about it in some of our group chats, but we always were kind of get to, going to get to this breaking point with him and Lilligren where we were only going to be able to afford to keep one of them by the time their ELCs ran out anyway, or uh, well, not their ELCs, I guess they're they're both on cheaper deals now. But like once they yeah. hit, you know, when they want a, a big contract. We're only going to be able to sign one of them. So um, it was inevitable. I just, I didn't think it was going to happen this soon. Right. And I think it's all about timing. And Dubis mentioned in his media availability, like last year it didn't work out. And then, you know, we don't forget that Sandine held out and 
he came back to Dubis signing for the same offer and then admitted uh, in his interview there that he's he was off to a slow start this year. And we know that he missed a portion of training camp, so that didn't help his case at all. But in return, you know, 800000 for Gustafson versus the 1.4 mil for Sandine immediately becomes the leader in points for defenders with 38 points. You can't go wrong. So we immediately have a new leader in points and a new leader in hits on the team. And they both have like no points and maybe one or two hits with the Leafs. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. You can't go wrong. Carlson's still on IR. Gustafson was used to that first power play unit, but tonight, oh my God, first period against uh, Calgary here. He's getting his first look on the second power play unit and the puck, bounces over his stick to send you know the flames coleman rushing up the ice shorthanded chance scores oh that stung yeah that that hurts and i mean while not that he could have had it but it was just it seemed like you know he had absolutely no chance (laughs) like he was scared (laughs) he wasn't in the right spot that was just an easy one. But uh, what was funnier was Coleman thinking he scored that second one off of the tip from Hannafin, and he threw his fists up, and he's like pumping. Wait, oh, I didn't score. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, homecoming trip for Gio, you know, stopping in Seattle and now Calgary. Uh, what a road trip for the Buds this time around, you know, uh, welcoming new players to the lineup. Um every day this week it seems and now we get to reunite Brody and Geo together in Calgary and see what the buds can do on defense because seven defenders rolling tonight or sorry 11 seven forwards and 11, <laughs> or defenders and 11 forwards there, Jeez. Go. there we go there we go the game popped on so now I'm like I, oh, oh, oh. I don't know if you saw but Matthews <laughs> has played nine and a half minutes nine to 39 in the first period that's crazy no, I didn't see. So that's good news. I noticed that they were extremely fast tonight when passing the puck. Like they had a bit more jump to them. And Really? Because I found that they haven't been connecting a lot of passes tonight. Like there was a couple ices that just were missed passes. Like there was someone at the blue line ready for something and they missed it twice and it was iced. And it's just the same thing last night where it just seemed a little sloppy. And I know everybody and look at that. Another one, the same thing lost at the blue line. Yeah, I guess I should be more specific. I mean, on the second power play opportunity, the Leafs seemed like they were cycling that puck and just looked like they had an opportunity compared to the first time around because the Leafs did not get set up whatsoever. The two shorthanded breakaways, it just did not look look like a good start. No one started on time in a sense. Yeah, and now this power plays up and an entire two shots on it, so... Yeah, I mean, everybody's finding their legs again. It's it's new teammates around. And like I, I mentioned last night, I think once Friday passes, a lot of the guys like uh, Kerfoot and Hall and, um, geez, I was going to say Engvall, but he's already gone. Some of the guys in the bottom <laughs> six uh, might still be a little nervous, I think, yeah. before tomorrow afternoon, just because I don't know if any of them expected Engvall and Sandine to be the ones to go. And now that they have and people are talking about more moves being made and it's not like they can't see Kyle Dubas walking around on the phone. So they know something's going to happen, but yeah. And we kind of speculated all season two, right? Between the pick of Sandine or Lily 
Ingvall and Kerfoot. So we've gone through those two scenarios. We said our goodbyes to Ingvall and Sandine, but I honestly don't think Kerfoot's going anywhere. Um, Riley took a picture. I don't know. Yeah, I just feel like they value him way too much. Same with Justin Hall. (laughs) But this time around, you got to... I don't know. You got to believe because I can't believe the amount of balls (laughs) Dubas has had this year. I have just been mind blown. He's been making the big moves. I just got to quickly say um, he's already gone, but he'll hear this in the recording. David Garvin, thank you for joining us on YouTube. And Chris Hurley, what is up? Thank you for joining us. Happy to have you. And uh, everybody else who's on YouTube. Happy to have you all watching. Please leave any comments. I will see them as soon as I can and answer questions if you have any live uh game is back on if you're watching uh i don't know how close my stream is to yours but i've got like 1737 left i'm at 1726 okay so you're like 10 (laughs) seconds at just under 10 seconds ahead of me i think yeah not bad not too bad um i'm actually on cable right now so I am rocking that stream life tonight and it was really hard. I don't know if anybody else is streaming it, but I had to get like real into the VPNs to get this one to work. Yeah. It's getting more and more frustrating. So I try to delay the comments on our discord and wait till there's a reaction from someone else whenever something happens, because I've, I know I've ruined so many goals for people in the past, but I'll try and do the same now. (laughs) If only it was easier to watch the game from a single source, except even I have um, my cable, I guess it's not really cable. It's like bell five TV. So it comes through like the fiber optic cable. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually like behind regular cable because it's like an internet oh. stream. Yeah. Oh, it's weird. I see. That's annoying. Oh no. <sighs> you see the door of get a little physical, with somebody there yeah oh my so, god coleman's on fire tonight he has a big jump in his step on this third line no kidding and uh same with the chari he's been that fourth line here has been really good yeah oh my god oh, kudos to achari has been always noticeable in every game in a positive aspect he's always been impactful you know taking pucks off players blocking shots uh feeding players like he's all over the place i kind of consider him like a curfoot in a sense now yeah honestly and a little more physical and the other thing uh they even mentioned on the broadcast curfoot has been really a different player the last few games i know he hasn't scored yet but oh somebody just got absolutely demolished um, but Kerfoot's been taking a lot more shots instead of passing and really driving plays more than he has in the past. Oh, so nice. I'm here for it all day long. I mean, Kerfoot, how many times Kerfoot and Engvall two on one and no one knows to shoot or pass. They're just so fucking confused looking at each other or not looking, but Kerfy, man, captain of Harvard, like we know you have some offensive skill, bring it. Just utilize your position. If you have that open ice, if you have the shot, take the shot. Don't think. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's been a lot of, I mean, we mentioned it so many times with him and Engvall. It was like, I'm not shooting it. You shoot it. 
I don't, you want me to shoot, dude, I haven't scored either. Like it was just this, no one wanted to do it because they knew they weren't going to finish it. So there was a lack of confidence going on. So Kerfoot's definitely found it the last uh, week, at least. Uh, Just wanted to touch because we're going to have to kind of sprinkle these in here and there. So since uh, our last episode, obviously the Leafs have acquired Luke Shen for a third round 2023 pick to Vancouver. Um, And we mentioned Ekholm and Barry. Minnesota picking up Gustav Nyquist. Uh, Patrick Kane goes to the New York Rangers. Ooh. Ooh. And uh, the weird one was late at night. We had Jonathan Quick moved for Yunus Corposalo and Vlad Gavrikov. And then Columbus flipped today Jonathan Quick to Vegas, who we had a joke in the office about uh, him getting the Marc-Andre Fleury treatment there. And they're going to bring him in to basically be a glorified backup. Yeah. Man, I'm just glad he got traded to a contender, right? Like, he would have been left to rot in Columbus. I mean, he's the most winning American goalie in history. This guy is coming off a 10-year contract. Man, who else to take him than Vegas, right? (laughs) I know. I'm surprised they didn't get Kane, too. I'm surprised as well, but actually uh, the Blue Jackets are retaining 50% of Quick's salary, and they're also getting Michael Hutchinson in return, which is okay. a little cherry on top for me, and also a 2025 seventh, seventh round pick. But Leafs legend Michael Hutchinson, all around the league now. Shout out, Mikey D. I know you love the guy. <laughs> I just played everywhere at this point. Honestly, you could have like a Michael Hutchinson jersey collection and it would be pretty sick. Yeah, I'm just glad he's still in the NHL. Yeah, same. Might Um, as well play. Also, Arizona sending Shane Gostisbehere to Carolina and finally Jacob Chikrin has moved and he's in Ottawa and he's already hurt. And he might be back on the bench, I heard, but he left to go to the dressing room. So that's just insane. Oh, my God. Phil Hironik also moved from Detroit to Vancouver. That one surprised me because I know Detroit's trying to rebuild things, and I thought Phil Hironik was going to be kind of like their their veteran presence on D by the time everybody else started to shape up. And, I mean, they just re-signed Larkin, so it doesn't seem like they're going full blown up. I'm, I was shocked at this. Me too, but... You know, especially Philip Horonic, he's been ta- switching out of PP1. Uh, uh, Mo Sider is clearly leading the way here, and he's the future of the Red Wings. And Philip Horonic, man, I know that the Canucks need, need some defense, especially now Luke Shin's out of there, and there's... I don't know if they're going to go through a rebuild. Like, what's going on there, right? Like, Besser was supposed to go. JT Miller was listed week to week on Yahoo Fantasy and then magically became healthy today, which is nice for me. But it it makes you think, like, did some sort of trade talk didn't go through or something? Like, (laughs) I don't want to... Spike 11 here on YouTube. Iserman's going to build a dynasty. Yeah. Hey. I mean, getting the conditional first round I pick so. and a second round pick for Hironic is good. It's just, I don't know, the the team kind of confuses me. I get it, yeah. Sider's your guy, and you're not going to be able to afford to re-sign Hironic with the, the way that he's played this year. But I don't know, maybe make it work. <laughs> like, 
I think Heronik's a great pickup for them. He has an offensive mind. He uses the bod. Like he's he covers all categories, honestly. So good on them. Good support for Quinn Hughes in Vancouver. Um, but Chikrin, man. I just on Heronik though. I don't understand how Vancouver's going to be able to re-sign Heronik if they mm. want to keep like Quinn Hughes and you know they've still got this OEL deal stuck there. Like I, I just I yeah. don't know, man. They confuse me. Me too. Um, Honestly, the Connects Reddit uh, community, they're advocating, I don't know if they're advocating for a rebuild or the speculation is pointing to, you know, Quinn Hughes leaving, Pedersen leaving. I don't know. We, time will only tell. All I know is that um, <laughs> Boost Pedreau is has been hired to cover the trade talk as well. So of that's course. the latest news with him. I'm glad he's doing something. So, yeah. Yeah, so Chikrin ends up going for a 2023 first, 2024 second, and 2026 second. So first and two seconds to Ottawa. Um, this is not what they asked for. But I mean, once Goss's Bear went, it was kind of like, oh, all of your asks have gone into the toilet. So the original ask, if you forget, was two firsts and a prospect plus a rostered player, I think. Yeah, um, clearly they waited way too long. I mean, this two has been, years too long, right? Two years too long. This guy has been rotting on a fucking shelf waiting for a trade. Then he gets put back into practice and everyone's confused, right? And he's 24 man. and I feel like we've been waiting for his career to start since he got here. Yeah, so apparently the speculation is that Ottawa offered the highest pick while not retaining or not making Arizona retain any salary. So that's why he went to Ottawa. Mm. And yeah, what I can't believe is that, you know, Tanner Janot seems like the most has been paid for him. Out of all of these names, like Patrick Kane, <clears throat> even Meyer, Ryan O'Reilly, Tarasenko, it feels like... We said the same thing about Brandon Hagel last year. Yeah. I don't know, man. Tampa seems to just spend the sun and the moon to bring somebody in. <laughs> and it's like, because I... the only he did score tonight. The only thing I can think is because they're the back-to-back cup champs, like the price for them is just higher because nobody wants to help them out. Like I can assume they probably have to pay more to get people on that team because nobody wants to bolster like the villain, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, This week has been really entertaining. I mean, our phones were just off the hook in the beginning of this week, and I'm eager to see what Dubas has in store. But even the Boston Bruins, man, like uh, Gaverick was supposed to go there. That was the speculation. And then, then they end up getting Orlov Hathaway. And then today, the news about Tyler Bertuzzi. Such a Boston Bruin. Oh, my fucking God. Man. uh, Taylor Hall and um, Nick Foligno going on the LTIR. Um, (laughs) Leaf Leaf Legend and almost Leaf Legend. Yeah. Nick Foligno just freaking dancing the other day and now he's hurt like randomly. Gary Bettman, hello. These teams are not listening to your little memo here, if you haven't noticed, especially your baby in the desert. (laughs) Oh, that was my favorite, how he came out and said, like, oh, yeah, we want to investigate people uh, uh, that are taking advantage of LTIR. Spike 11, Boston's trades have been my favorite. Yeah, they're uh, scary. 
doing all the trades that are similar to the Leafs where it's just kind of bolstering things that are already good or filling in those little holes instead of like, you know, oh, we're bringing in Patrick Kane or Timo Meyer. It's like, yeah, we're fine. We just need a couple little pieces. Yeah, exactly. I I just feel for Bertuzzi a little though, because he's going to be coming off line one, power play one, um, maybe getting pushed to a bottom six roll. Boo-hoo, it's the Bruins. They just won seven to one. Boo-hoo for fantasy owners, okay? (laughs) Hey, then pick up Rasmus Sandin and Pierre Engvall instead. On it. No. (laughs) Uh, So the one thing I wanted to mention, though, is, uh, oh, Leaf scored? Fuck, I missed it. We were talking. Oh my god! Sorry, guys. Like I said, I'm a blabber, not a who scored singer. I totally missed it too. Oh here, uh, Marner. Let's check my phone. Marner, Mitch Marner scores. Nice. Let's go. Now I'm getting the replays. Yeah. Ooh, dangles, dangles, right in, just cutting towards the middle at the net. Like what? Everyone's just staring, watching one-on-one with Markstrom on the end, it seems, and super soft on Markstrom to let that in. Love Damn, that. Marner with the hands. Matthews so, canvases. What I wanted to say was um, they made this whole point about you can't take advantage of LTIR to uh, go over the cap and all this and make these trades for guys that are injured, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, the Arizona Coyotes have picked up Shea Weber and Jakob Voracek. Are you joking? <laughs> You're trying to get people to vote for this team getting a new arena built, and they're basically just the like cap dumpster for everyone else. What is it? Um, they actually only pay 45% of their cap or whatever to players, and the rest was used towards injured contracts and such? Um, well, their actual, the their actual um, salaries are, what is this? Oh my gosh. They're forwards, 30 million defense, 7.8, 30.9, so 31, 37. So they pay about 38, 39 million plus, okay, so then 43 plus their goalie, 42 with their goalies. Injured reserve, $28 million, and dead cap and retained cap, uh, $4 million. So, yeah. Hmm. $32 million to players that aren't playing and $42 million to players that are. <laughs> That's fucking crazy, man. And they have two first round picks next year. Um, they have one, two, three. Over the next three years, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine second round picks. Uh, wow. And nine third round picks. Oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> Nazem Kadri just scored on the PP. Of course. Oh, really? <clears throat> Yours is that much? I thought you were only like 10 seconds ahead of me. Is that happening like right now? If it happens right now, I'm going to be really mad. 11.15. Oh, let me, uh, I think my stream might have fallen behind with some pauses here and there. Yeah, there's the goal. Leafs that lose sucks. the draw. Oh, I'm just getting the replay here. Oh, it comes in off the rush. You know, the puck comes off. Kadri around the boards, feeds the point. Back to Kadri. Straight shot in. Farther than the cross, cross uh, marks there. Cross ma- hash marks. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, man. Yeah, I just reset my stream, but um, 
I tried to get my VPN on it. It's still not even working. I think I have to like completely close Chrome, but I can't do that because I got so much stuff running. Uh, Coach's man. challenge on the play. Oh, good. What for? I believe an offside. That's annoying. I don't like those, even if it's for us. Speaking of, that goal that was not counted last night for the Oilers that definitely should have been, I actually felt bad for them. Like that whistle that was blown when the puck was still alive. Yeah. Alive. Live. <laughs> and then tonight you have Huberto and Wall by covering the puck. Nobody can see it and they don't blow the whistle. Like the inconsistency for when they do that is just frustrating. Right. Um, easily could have been a 7-2 game last night. The Leafs got extremely lucky um, yeah. with the premature oh. whistles. Oh, uh, it's, that's definitely offside. Yeah, the player on the far left uh, coming to center ice, I yeah. believe, gets, yeah, he's way past the blue line before Lindholm. This shouldn't be a long review, guys. If we can see it that clear, like, how many times have they watched this? And they're watching it before they even make the challenge. Why does it take so long? Puck gets kicked. I just want to see. Uh... So he kicks the puck from his back foot, Lindholm. So he's not in control of the puck. He's passing it to Toffoli with his back skate. So it's it's coming into that that weird being in control of the puck or not. It's like when McDavid was deking over the line, they said he wasn't in control of the puck. Lindholm technically shouldn't be then if he's passing it with his back skate. But what do they say here? It is no goal. Yeah. Offside, Whoa. no goal. So that... Uh, Thank you, Chris. It's offside. Appreciate it. He's probably got it 20, 30 seconds farther live than I am. I like how I waited for him to say it as though like my timeline is somehow going to be any different than yours. <laughs> well, Calgary's still on the power play. Minute 35 left. What about the Go Leafs Go chance in Calgary? That's awesome. And in Love Edmonton that. last night, too. Uh, Curtis from Alberta is in Calgary going to back-to-back games. So that's nice. awesome. A lot of Leaf or uh, Leafs fans from Twitter at the game tonight in Calgary. Love that. A uh, bunch of people I know from Ottawa are all going to be at the March 18th game Whoop-whoop. as the Leafs take on the Sens. And I get to see Jacob Chikorin, hopefully, unless he's uh, injured. That'd be yeah. unfortunate. But I'm excited. Yeah. I get to see a completely new team than when I bought the tickets. Right? Dorian actually doing wonders this year. I, I meant mean, the Leafs. Well, just to speak of Ottawa for one sec, like the lineup compared to the beginning of last season to now. Wow. Yeah, I mean, they've. I didn't even notice until today, looking at their cap friendly, that Claude Giroux signed until like the end of 25. So they've got a couple more years of him. The one... The contract that gives you concern is to bring it, right? Because he needs a new one, I believe, yeah. and he's going to want to get paid. So Giroux was was the nice little pickup there. And hey, never I, had to have a captain. Yeah, and if they've got Matthew Joseph and Batherson and all these guys signed um, and Shabbat and all them. So I feel like they might trade the Debrinket rights in the offseason. Oh, that was so close. Right on the line, man. Damn. Almost a short-handed <sighs> chance there. In One case anybody, in case you can't tell, we are, um, and you've tuned in late, we're, we're watching the game. Uh, it is about nine to nine and a half minutes, or sorry, nine and a half to ten minutes left in the second period here. We'll probably hop off uh, for the third and actually watch like real people. 
we don't want to stay up late. So we're doing it early again <laughs> tomorrow. If you are, uh, you know, doing nothing between two and 4 PM, I'm going to be on inside the ranks, uh, trade deadline show. I'm not sure where it'll be. If it's on YouTube or on Twitter, somehow on a space, but I will send you to the details on Twitter. Yeah. Should be fun. I'm excited to see, you know, the last splash of deadline trade deadline. Yeah, and I was laughing at it today because JVR is number one, Justin Hall's number like thirteen, and Kerfoot's twenty two. Wow. I also love that Carolina's first round pick is like the eleventh highest thing on the trade bait board. It's like a a, right? mis- a mystery box is better than a lot of other players that's insane like this is more valuable a big question mark i would spend more on that than max domi okay maybe the draft class is going to be some next level next next or this year i know the top like 10 are pretty uh pretty much a home run but after that i'm not sure how uh like if it's you know a normal first round uh kind of starts after these guys like if everything just kind of, uh, you know what I mean? Like if it just pushes yeah. down the talent. And wasn't the first rounder for Trickrin uh, a conditional like top five pick or something ridiculous? It is. I have it open here. The pick or what did I put it? I had it open. Yeah, I think it's a top five pick. So I know you were saying a lot in your um gm hockey game you're playing with prospects from the future and some big names are coming right besides bedard oh yeah yeah yeah. i mean i'm not a an expert or have them off the top of my head but yeah there's a lot of uh it, it's kind of it doesn't matter who you get in the first round some they're all going to be difference makers to some degree uh okay yep. so the first round is top five protected if met pick becomes a 24 first round unprotected should ottawa reach the 2023 20, eastern conference final the second round pick becomes 24 first round top 10 protected if that condition is met Ooh. the pick becomes a 25 first round unprotected what in the hell <laughs> wow so this the 2024 second Uh-oh. round pick becomes a first round pick if the Sens magically make the Eastern Conference final this year. Uh-oh. Damn. Sammy lost a stick. Backlong was just Well. Ah mm. oh, man. I don't know. The flames are cycling on the Leafs, hemming them in their own zone here. It looked uh, bad for a sec when Sammy lost a stick. Wall. Now he has it back. It's wall. Ooh. Or, oh, wall. Oh, my God. What am I saying? Sorry, <laughs> guys. Sorry, guys. Wall. I thought you were saying hall, like he's doing something wrong. You're like, hall, hall. <laughs> no, but uh, on hall, hey, who is he playing with tonight? McCabe? Uh, I guess. Hall is playing with Geo. No, because isn't Geo with Brody? Nope. Uh, Brody's with McCabe. Geo Hall, and then it's Riley and um. Oh, I Gus thought I heard in the seventh. I thought I heard in the first that they uh, Riley Shin. Eh. Riley I thought I heard Shin in the first the that they were pair. putting uh, putting Geo and Brody back together because it was against Calgary. Oh. Well. Um, anyway. I don't know. 
<laughs> Let's see oh, who Paul was paired with here. Yep, Paul Geo. Weird. Well, they might be juggling things. So, uh, uh, questions. We have some questions from. Uh, yeah. Do you have the Twitter ones open, or I can pull them up here? I do not. I can though. Give me a hot sec. I just got a grab from yesterday. Um. Okay. Here. Have we seen the last of the Riley Hall pairing? This comes from Vi Blue and White Zapper. Um. Hi would say probably not but i would like to hope so but i mean anytime it comes to justin hall i feel like it we're as a fan base always in a completely different headspace than the coaching staff and management are so yeah i feel uh, like it's gonna happen and all goes to the box for hooking great yeah i'm uh 30 seconds into that power play now but oh my god riley hall and when you watch Sheldon Keefe's reaction after the game, there's no blame on Hall whatsoever because he got physical. He stood up, took took a fight, right? And got his it's not ass handed to him by fucking Nugent Hopkins. Yeah, um, I I appreciate Hall for stepping up. Obviously, taking his man who challenged him after giving Yamamoto a good hit, I believe it was. Um, Honestly, I don't blame Hall as much as I blame Riley and the top six. Like, they just couldn't do anything. Nothing was generating. They were losing one-on-one battles and stupid little mistakes. And, of course, you're facing the league's top power play unit, right? Like, you can't screw up here, and you have to stay in position. And, like, we'll give it to Sammy on one where it was redirected and you know another one where riley blocked it and it came back out to hyman and like he slapped it in but uh look man. we we talk a lot about these forwards being defensively responsible and none of them really were last night like no. it, there was a lot of uh skating away from pucks that they've turned over and skating to the bench when the puck goes the wrong way or they didn't make a pass it, it was just not the team that we're used to seeing and uh it really showed in the score so yeah it mcdavid is obviously mcjesus for a reason um he is turning into this next level monster in a sense where he looks through players like it's like he's a zombie (laughs) like he just goes into work and it's like no one else is there does his thing it's an ultimate cheat code that no one can figure out and Damn, but I do have to applaud Hall also for taking him down at one point. There was a big hit on McDavid, and I was like, oh, where did that come from? But, yeah. Yeah, he did flatten McDavid. That was awesome. Uh, Next question comes from ITR Nick. This is uh, Nick from our Inside the Rink fam. Covers Pittsburgh Penguins. Anyone else you think the Leafs need to snag up before? Friday, Max Domi, please, just to complete my Max Domi and Jake McCabe prediction from like three weeks ago, please. <laughs> well, we know that Max Domi is going to Dallas, which good fit. I mean, they're kind of tanking right now. They were doing so well. I forgot he went today. Yeah, shit. Yeah, they're, Dallas was doing so well throughout the season, except for, you know, after the new year, it seems. Uh, I don't know what's going on. pardon me robertson stopped scoring i haven't been fantasy honestly since the new year he's just been like "Mm -hmm." 
Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess no support, right? Last year they had a problem with Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn not stepping up and playing to their contracts worth. I mean, they make like 10.5 a piece or something like that. Rupe's been playing well. Good. I'm glad someone has to, right? Like, uh, is Hiskinen getting points at least? Um, yes. Actually, they all did well tonight. Uh, Rupe's got two. They're up 3-2 over Chicago right now. And... Um, I have Heiskanen as well. Um, Robertson has one assist, but I think Heiskanen's got two. Nice. Just looking at, yeah, so in the last, just fantasy-wise, the last month, Jason Robertson's ranked 10th overall, 233 the last month. Whoa. <laughs> He's got two goals, six assists, a minus two, one power play point in the last uh, four weeks. So, I mean for an average year for him like that's if this was last year sure but it, it, yeah his pace at the beginning of the year was insane wow just looking at fantasy right now uh anyone who has brad marchand he got injured tonight so that oh, actually sucks. uh sustained a blower body injury the boston bruins won seven to one against the buffalo sabers but uh marchand only had two shots on goal but my main point, uh, we're in five leagues, and the only Dallas player I have is Ottinger in one league. And he's not even, is he playing tonight? No. I don't think so. Uh, the wins have been back and forth. And anyways, back to the question. If we're talking about a forward, I'm, I mean, it would be nice to get a top tier forward, but I don't think it's going to be. No, we don't need that. Come on. No, right? What, what do you think then? Are you leaning towards goalie? We've got people. We brought in a bunch of people who can hit. We have brought in some people who can score on the bottom six. I think the last thing to bring in is a player that's not supposed to be in the bottom six. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. someone who's like a second line player somewhere else that we're going to throw on the third or fourth line to score down there. Um, spending one of those, maybe that pick that they got for Sandine. Maybe Kraus would be a good option. Yeah. Or, um, I've seen talk of Konechny. I know he's currently injured, but it's only for another week or two, not uh, too no. long. Nope, I'm not touching an injured person again. I'm not doing that shit. Not doing that shit. Leafs love to use their healing powers and nope. you know nope. people nope. praise nope. <laughs> this ultimate medical staff. <laughs> I don't know. And I was the skeptic, right? I was skeptic last summer. I'm like, no, don't take on this Murray Grab Nick Schmaltz. project. Hey, that would that wouldn't be a bad idea. Nick Schmaltz, that's my pick. Uh who's even left, right? Um yeah. who's actually possible because Tom Wilson was a name. Uh, I would love to have Tom Wilson, but honestly it's not possible. No. Uh, um I don't know. I feel like it's going to be, like you said, Johnny, like um, a second May, line. Maybe another forward if we get another person. Yeah. So more questions. Sorry, I just had to pull my question thing back up. Okay, here. Uh, Mikey D. So Mikey. Dubas said he was uh, good with goalies, but thoughts on Quick to Toronto. Well, unfortunately, we now know Quick has not moved once but twice so uh it's not going to be him and we did talk about soros and uh and demko so thank you for the question mikey but unfortunately in the 23 hours since you sent it it has since become irrelevant as trade week goes and our last one comes from Lindsay from 
Keswick slash Scarborough at Lindsay Isabel. So is Matthews playing injured? Does he actually want to be traded? What? Will Shen solve the hall in our lineup? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, everyone's thinking, you know, is Matthews injured? Is it that rib injury that he got earlier this year when um, Jamie Ben gave him that, you know, that little graze on that sensitive spot uh, under between the pads? I don't think it's wrist. I'm trying to think of it as this way. If Matthews was going beast mode right now, he'd probably price himself out of Toronto. <laughs> like, maybe it's good that he's not scoring 60 goals at the moment and, like, putting on a one-man show because we want to keep him for the future. And we also have to pay William Nylander. And if you look at the Leafs cap friendly, I mean, there's a lot of unrestricted free agents coming up. And I'm sorry, team- but I'm going to stop you there because none of that matters because we're going on a run for the cup right now. Everything else is put on hold because we've we've sold prospects and picks to bring in people for right now. Nothing after right now matters right now. Like this this year is is it's we're finally as Leaf fans, we can forget about next year, the year after that until we get there because it's all in, baby. We're doing it right now. Well, Matthews has a target on his back as well. Like, being the heart winner, the rocket times two, like, back to back. I mean, yes, he's not playing up to form. I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> but maybe I'm trying to believe that he's conserving this for the playoffs or I'm I think to be optimistic. It, I had a rib injury this year. It's not fun and it doesn't heal quickly. Um, If he's still playing night in and night out with one, it's obviously not going to heal. Like it's, it's something that you can, you can get through and then all of a sudden you turn a certain way and it's like, Oh, that's how that moves. Like if it's one rib, it's only like a certain movement that's going to get it. So he just might be uncomfortable with certain things, but good enough to, you know, be out there night after night. So it's, it's frustrating. I'm sure he'll get back up there, but yeah, he's definitely not playing to what he was even two months ago. So yeah, I honestly think, I don't know, like even if he, like you said, if he does have that pain, he doesn't want to miss time, especially right now when you have new guys coming into the lineup and you want to get a, a bunch of points on this West coast swing. Oh, it's so tough to say, but um. Will Shen solve the hall in our lineup? I love that. I hope so, because it seems that Shen already in the first game here is the sandpaper that the defense doesn't have. You know, I mean, yes, Gio and and Brody will uh, block a lot of shots and, and give their bodies to stopping a play, but not in the same way that Shen is going to give you the extra shots after the whistle and remind you not to stand in front of the goalie, like what's going on right here, where there is a scuffle in front of the net. And is that Luke Shen involved? No, it's Yarn Croak. <laughs> it looked like him, eh, from the yeah. side. Just I couldn't see the number, and I was like, that definitely looks like Luke Shen. Yeah. No, you're right. Like It's nice to have someone who's going to push bodies out, because we know Justin Hall can do that, but we need him to turn it on 
every single game. But I think the problem is, is that he's utilized way too much, like in this top pair role or second pairing role, like keep him in a bottom pair, you know, PKer, and don't put him against these top players all of the time. Like, yeah, I, I think know. you're just playing into everybody's strengths at that point in spreading out like especially tonight with seven defensemen spreading out the responsibilities nobody has to take on you know a ton so i think it's good for hull it's good for riley who doesn't feel the pressure and he can try to find his game again especially having gustafson here and i mean yeah they've yeah. they find it but bringing mccabe in should help too i just I don't know. I got to give it a few more games before I know what this decor looks like. And it seems that Keefe does too, because he's been juggling things around. And I apologize for being a little scattered. I'm also trying to watch the last minute of the second period here. I saw a tweet out there that I could not disagree with. And it was from at uh, life of a D man on Twitter uh, saying that Dubis learned from his mistakes uh, with the moves that he's made so far. So for example, Mudgen, Muzzin was injured versus Columbus and Marinchin had to play. Now we have too many D. JT was hurt versus Montreal in the playoffs and Nylander was forced to move to the C role. Now we have seven players who can play center. Oh, Nylander. Also, wasting a third round pick on David, David Riddick, he's sticking with Wall as a third string goalie and it just keeps going like... No, you're right. With, There's a lot you know, of a lot of improvements over where they were last time. You know, they're they're yeah. not they're not stuck uh handcuffed to going to, you know, the the last option that they want, right? It's a good point. If anyone's injured, they do have options to move into those important spots where that seemed kind of the downfall last time was if you lose that one piece, you're screwed. So yeah, you know what? I appreciate him not fucking around with Sandine at the end of the day. They helped each other out, scratched each other's backs uh, in a sense where... I'm trying to about my back, Jules. No. <laughs> <laughs> but with Dermot, for example, and it was on this tweet, you know, we held on for him way too long and only got a third in return. With Sandine, we traded him at peak peak time, got a first in return, and a guy who's also playing on the power play and all the great things that come with Gustafson. So yeah, man, like did the contract hold out with Marner and Nylander and this time around like, nah, like it's not going to work this time and look at us now. <laughs> yep. All right. So second period comes to an end here. It's going to intermission. We are going to sign off for the night and we're going to finish it off with a fun little video. Okay. Okay. I can't play the sound cause it's copywritten. so but, sorry to our audio listeners yeah it means you gotta come come to youtube <laughs> so you can catch our live videos this is a guy rollerblading through town he's got one of those selfie sticks um can you see this like full speed yes i've watched many of i don't know if it's his videos but somebody who speeds through toronto if this is toronto and they are it's so satisfying to watch honestly watch like this. i always like to you ready yeah and door <gasps> oh my god this was going so well <laughs> Just <show me> that. <laughs> so Aww. this guy 
this guy's rollerblading through town. It's really cool. Like Steph, you were even Top you speed. didn't even know this was gonna be a failed video. So this guy's got no. a, a selfie stick and it's, he's got a really cool shot going on a fisheye lens. And somebody opens their door and he goes into the corner of a wall and lands like sitting beside this poor woman who's just like trying to have her drink. It's just like what no. what just happened? She almost got smoked too. <laughs> Man, I feel for those who get hit on bikes and rollerblades because uh, I've heard some horror stories and yeah. Ah. Anyways. Okay. Anything I you want uh, to close with here? Uh, hopefully the Leafs win this against this game, man. Uh, 1-1 to end the second. One more period. I'm glad that last goal got called off. Um. Yeah, it seems like a tough game. Hits are even, shots near even, eh? So, yeah, it was like 18-18 or 18-17, I thought. Yeah, now we're at 24-21 for Toronto. Yeah, hopefully Great. we can seal the deal. Yeah, it would be nice to come out of a back-to-back with at least uh, some points. Even if it's just one tonight, shit. Yeah, and then we are in Vancouver on Saturday, but it is a 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game, so way easier to handle. But also, which week is it? Not this week. What am I thinking? Next week is the meetup at the Bottom Line TO, if anyone is interested, uh, on the 11th, which is a Friday. just want to throw that out there. And yeah. Cool. And as for that one... In April, I know I said I can make it, but I don't know if I can anymore. I might be away on a work thing away from Ontario, so um, I'll let you know. Yeah, keep us posted, and uh, yeah, anyone interested in coming to a Leafs gathering in Markham, Scarborough, I believe, uh, at the Legion, message me. I'll give you the details at the end of April. I'm going to drive like four and a half hours to go to a Legion. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, cheap drinks, eh? <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to our live episode. See you next time and uh, tomorrow if you want to tune into our Inside the Rank Deadline Day. Yes. Thanks. Yes. Good night.